Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, if you're like me, you've got a running to-do list. And if you're like me, that to-do list grows exponentially and you never catch up. And somewhere along the way, you want to kind of make sure you have time for your spouse. But when? I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, who head up our marriage department here at Focus. And Greg, you never struggle with this. I mean, you two have all the time in the world. Aren't you almost empty nesters? (laughs) Almost, (laughs) although really not. Because we have a 13-year-old still at home. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, but thank you for rubbing that into our, into our collective <laughs> I was an empty nester for three weeks, by the way. One time. <laughs> One time. <laughs> for three weeks. It was a great It was a great three, three weeks. weeks, yeah. You know, here's what's interesting about kind of time together is one of the things that happened during COVID and kind of the quarantine season is that we quickly realized how much we relied on traveling together as a couple. So when we go out and to teach marriage seminars. We're away. We're in a hotel alone. We're doing ministry together. We're eating at cool places, meeting cool people. And what what I realized is that we really relied on that experience that we do probably 15 or so times a year um, to really create that connection, that intimacy that, that we long for. The problem was we weren't traveling. I mean, all that shut down. So you didn't have the externals. Right. Yeah. And we had to realize quickly that, okay, we when we were at home, we would get involved in other things, knowing that in a couple of weeks we'll be off on some adventure and we'll connect then. And it's kind of what we were doing, good or bad. That's, that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I would say we were very well connected. But when all that changed, it, it, it created a situation where we had to go back to the drawing board. And there were multiple times that we were talking, going, okay, we're just really disconnected. And, and one of the things that we, that we figured out through that is that we needed to get out of the house and on a walk, just the two of us, or, you know, with a dog, or e- even if Annie's riding her bike, our 13-year-old, uh, we could still have that conversation. And that, that really became what we used to connect. But it all stemmed from realizing that, whoa, we can't rely on the, the what we typically have done over yeah. 15 years. Well, everybody has patterns and routines. We want you to have good patterns and routines to grow your marriage. Let's go ahead and listen to Catherine Hill. She's an author and Uh, spoke with Jim Daly and me about making time for your marriage. I love this book. If you forget everything else, remember this. And what would be the main point you're trying to get to? Oh, there's lots. Well, the idea of the book was to have lots of uh, short chapters with memorable headings. So in the busyness of life, you could just bring one thing to mind, a bit like the book of Proverbs. Just remember one thing and then put that into practice in your marriage. But if I had to choose one, I would probably say that love is a choice. So on our wedding day, we promise to love the other person for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, sickness and in health. And just remembering that that actually we need to make that promise and remember that every day. Especially when there's dirty socks everywhere, right? And wet towels on the floor. <laughs> and wet towels on the floor. I do want to mention the busyness side because I think here at Focus on the Family, a lot of couples will contact us, and that's one of the pet peeves for either one of them. Speak to the busyness of life, and how do we adjust that so we're healthier as a couple, even though life is busy? 
Well, I think most of us are busy. There are maybe a few people that have a lot of time on their hands, but I think generally um, people live in a in the fast lane and we're busy maybe we are working outside the home and we're trying to bring up kids and we're trying to work at our marriage um there's just more and more things to do and i think it's compounded by the digital age so 24 7 now through the smartphone in your pocket uh we are connected to more people than ever before but actually Sometimes the people that we're closest to, um, we don't spend that time actually communicating you with. You know, in, in the UK, like in the US, the amount of time that couples spend communicating deeply together is far less than 30 minutes a day. I mean, in some cases, some studies show three to four minutes a day. You can't survive on that, can you? You can't, you know, someone run out to work in the morning, grabbing a piece of toast on the way and then come in late in the evening, busy at night. I think if we're involved in church activity as well, um, that can also take its toll. And then we end up burning the candle at both ends and not having enough time for each other. In fact, I remember being uh, on holiday years ago now when our children were little and we were in a cottage and the other side of the cottage, another couple had uh, were also on holiday and they both had really busy jobs. They worked in the media and they had children. And I remember the wife saying to me, Catherine, uh, don't do what we've done. We've both had busy jobs. We've both tried to have everything and do everything. And we found when we get home in the evening, we haven't got time for each other. And I've never forgotten that. Yeah. You know, within the male conversation, often this is a badge of honor. How you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. You know, I cut this deal and I did this and yeah, I had to fly here and do that. Because we react to that like, wow, that guy is special. He does so much. That's not a healthy thing, right? Well, sometimes I think it can, uh, we can fool ourselves that we are being significant because we're busy. I also think it's possible to be busy on the outside, but hurry is the enemy of our souls. And I oh, think wow. if we good. try and not be hurried on the inside, because we do have stuff to do. We have to put food on the table. Yeah. Um, but if we can learn to live at a pace and also make time for each other, I think and that's the key. Catherine, you have a poem in your book, which this is the perfect spot for you to read this to us. It, it gripped my heart. Uh, share it with us. It's all about the, um, how much we value time. And uh, it says this, To know the value of one month, ask the mother of a premature baby. To know the value of a week, ask the writer of a weekly blog. To know the value of a day, ask the dad who sees his children on Saturdays. To know the value of an hour, ask the young man waiting for his fiancée to call. To know the value of a minute, ask the teenager who just missed the last bus home. To know the value of a second, ask the driver who just avoided the accident. And to know the value of a millisecond, ask the athlete who won the silver medal. Those are good perspectives. Those are all special insights, right? They are. And I think it also conveys the fact that sometimes it's not just the amount of time but it's what we do with it that's important. And certainly in marriage, we've got those little moments when we can connect over everyday things, but it's good sometimes just to make time, to put time in the diary. It, it sounds a bit uh, prosaic, it sounds a bit, bit sort of structured, but sometimes we just have to do it. I like that. 
Well, Catherine had some great insights and really powerful reminders about the value of time. Um, Aaron, how do we put into practice Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing? How do we become more intentional about spending quality time together as a couple? So first and foremost, what's so important is to recognize that time together is valuable that we do not have the connection unless we are spending time together investing. So first and foremost, really spend some time figuring out what do I value about my marriage? What's so valuable about it that I'm willing to set other things aside and connect? And, you know, there's so many different ways to connect. Like Greg said, traveling was a big one for us, but we soon learned that, hey, doing Facebook Live together, that's really fun too. And it was a different avenue. So maybe what you're doing, if it's not working, evaluate it and and try something new. You know, just staying current, make, spending time every day asking questions or even sharing what was the high of your day, the low of your day. I recently heard someone say, what was the rose of your day and what was the thorn of your day? Ooh. I was like, ooh, I like that. I stole that from, I think it was one of our intensive therapists right. utilizes that. Um, having date nights. Something fun, something different. Of course, right now, it's a little bit difficult to miss the the virus in our country and being creative with what we what options we have but find something be creative what does that look like and talk about that what would we be doing you know maybe it's annually going away for a night going on an adventure planning an adventure together that we are going to do together and then spiritually connecting and of course physically connecting through sex and making sure that all of those different areas are a priority and what I what I really like about what Aaron is saying, especially the last one, I heard yeah. that the sex. <laughs> she said and, but then didn't go anywhere with it. But that's okay. <laughs> I but said what, and the gift of sex. Oh, gotcha. But really, what 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 I like about what you're saying is that that when you think about time together, there are a whole bunch of different things that we should be doing because they produce a different outcome. Spending ten minutes a day just talking helps us to stay current. You know, when we go out on a date, that's adding fun and new and exciting things, which is important. That spiritual intimacy needs to be a part of it as well as the physical intimacy. So that's what I like. They all create something unique that's going to benefit then our marriage. Well, we want the fabric of your marriage to be uh, intentional and wonderful and beautiful and and rich in every way. And we have so many resources here. Greg and Aaron and the team have really devoted a lot of time and energy to make sure that if you're looking for biblical advice to keep your marriage strong, we've got it here at Focus on the Family. And uh, we'd certainly recommend Catherine Hill's book, If You Forget Everything Else, Remember This, That's one resource, and we'll send that to you as our thank you gift when you make a monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount to uh, support the ministry of Focus on the Family today. We're worldwide. We do things uh, to help marriages and save couples, and uh, your gift will make a big difference, and uh, we want to acknowledge that by sending Catherine's book to you. Uh, We do have a free online marriage assessment. Well over a million people have taken this. It's a great tool for you as a couple Uh, to get an overview of what's working well in your relationship and maybe one or two ways to improve. We'll have a link to that assessment, Catherine's book, and other resources in the show notes. Next time, Leslie Vernick is back to discuss conflict in marriage. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Aaron and Greg and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast.